Welcome to the Bishop and Vickers. I'm Bishop Tom Daly from the Diocese of Spokane, and joining me this morning on our show is Father Pat Kirst, the pastor of St. Thomas and St. Patrick's Parish and Vicar for Priests, Father Brian Mee, pastor of St. Augustine's and the Vicar for Finance, and Father Darren Connell, rector of Our Lady Lord's Cathedral, the Mother Church of the Diocese, and the Vicar General of the Great Diocese of Spokane. We're talking about Catholic schools, and it's their gifts to the local church, the experience that many of us shared. So maybe, Pat, Father Chris, we'll ask you to talk about your St. Mary's out in the Valley. Uh, tell us something about your Catholic school experience. Right. I, I did attend St. Mary in the Valley, where I ended up being a pastor many years later. And it was a, a school that at the time didn't have a kindergarten, so I did go to public school for kindergarten and then was able to move into St. Mary's school. And and one thing that just sticks in my mind is I, I believe there were 25 students in our first grade class. And when we finished eighth grade, there were 25 students. And I think they were the same 25. Mm. They kind of same kids going all the way through. So you obviously formed some pretty special bonds with people going through eight years of school with them. And, and we had the sisters of St. Mary of Oregon were the primary uh, group of teachers, although we did have a spattering of lay teachers mixed in there. And I'd recall the second grade teacher, Mrs. Mitchell, who uh, had taught there for many, many years by the time I went to school there. And, and she was the one who taught me all about rabbit ears because that was her sign to pay attention in class was she would just put her fingers up in a peace sign. And, mm. and that she explained to us meant rabbit ears, which I'm not really sure that rabbits pay any more attention than anybody else. But that was our cue to, mm. to uh, listen to Mrs. Mitchell. Very good. Father well, I me, mean, you went to Mother of Sorrows, and then that closed, and <laughs> no. you went to... Um, I went to Sacred, Sacred Heart, Heart Grade School. Mm -hmm. That's no longer... Do you want to hear the Sacred Heart theme song? No, no, not the Sacred time. Heart. <laughs> Sacred <laughs> Heart. <laughs> no, and I went there for eight years. Mm -hmm. They wanted to keep me longer, but um, that was enough. And we had no kindergarten either, so I just never went to kindergarten. Mm. And Ooh, back precocious. then, back, oh, back in the 50s, I think that was fairly common. You didn't learn how to nap. No, we didn't learn how but to But you know now. No, yeah. I try to. Yeah. I, I spent most of my time breaking bones in grade school. I Did you? I broke my leg in the first grade and my arm in the second grade, a couple bones in my foot in the fifth grade, ruptured my spleen in the eighth grade. Isn't so I wasn't really at school. That, isn't, no, that, no, isn't that Munchausen syndrome? <laughs> it, was Munchausen. Not, it was not the sisters who did that. It was that. Munchausen syndrome where you get lots of attention for yourself. Yeah. Well, I tried, but it didn't work. I don't know. Okay. I'm still trying. I broke my tooth. Right. Oh, but anyway, broke so out. I had the Holy Name sisters, <laughs> and uh, they were wonderful. I can still name every single sister I had. Okay. And uh, they hmm. were great teachers. Aren't even still alive? I didn't kill off any of them. No. <laughs> That's good. And... Uh, let me see. That's a good question. I don't think so. My eighth grade sister, mm -hmm. sister uh, Ellen Joan, uh, passed away just about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And you had Sister Mary Anastasia, who for mm -hmm. third grade, wasn't it? Because <laughs> of the broken bones. Yes, broken bones. The broken bones. Yeah. Oh, my. It was a wonderful experience. I do grade school all over. I think I might even do better this time through. Probably. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. And Father Connell, you went to... Trinity was Trinity around or was it still St. Anthony's? No, it was Trinity Catholic School. And um I every time I'm on Northwest Boulevard today in between Monroe and the One Ways, I always turn off to look at the the new school that they're building. It's a great uh blessing for our diocese and a, a tribute to Catholic education that we're able to put up a brand new school in that neighborhood. The first new school building in I don't know how many years. Over but fifty. Over fifty. You knew the answer to that mm -hmm. question. Yeah, it's rather the bishop. Okay. <laughs> um but no, I have very fond memories of of Trinity in so many ways. It really um formed me uh, 
in my life, and I think the seeds of my vocation were planted there as well. I could tell lots of stories. One of them is um, my sixth grade teacher. I think she taught me, um, you know, we, had, we have the biblical principle, fear of the Lord, and uh, I think I've come to understand that in, in the context of, of Sister Celeste, who was my sixth grade teacher. Um, what I, community of sisters? The School Sisters of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. That means Our Lady. Yes, I, I okay. speak French. Okay. Yes. Um, and uh, I wasn't afraid of sister, like in the stereotypical way that people talk about nuns beating you with a ruler or anything. Um, my fear, frankly, was it happened and it came true one day. I was uh, I had made captain of the safety patrol, which was kind of a big wow. uh, deal. Did for you me. get a? Uh, oh, I had a blue huge. siren on your bike. Blue and I had a blue and silver badge, and I, yeah. I was above the lieutenant and the sergeant. And I was playing close. Patrolman. Yeah, you were playing close. internal affairs, but I was still yeah. your boss because I was captain. Uh, Did that come yeah. with a whistle? Who would have thought that me being someday? Yeah, that's someday. right. Anyway, I kind of liked uh, all that authority at the time. And did you give tickets to the sisters? <laughs> Uh, not the sisters, never the sisters, but mm-hmm. uh, some of the neighbor, neighbor neighbors, yeah. parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm out there, and uh, in class, I um, I had gotten another kid in trouble. I kind of instigated something that happened in the classroom. Well, Sister Celeste saw right through it, and she said to me, uh, you are the captain of the safety patrol. She said, I, I expect more from you. Mm. And You should have turned in your badge yeah, at that point. I should have had you arrested and tased. <laughs> <laughs> Who would ever thought that little husky eighth grader named Jerry? I wasn't husky. husky. Jerry Cole. So, yeah, um, husky. and yeah. from that moment on, I just realized that I never wanted to disappoint her again. And uh, it was a kind of a motivation for how I wanted to live my life. Again, I wasn't afraid of her, but I was afraid of disappointing her. Where is she today? Her. She's uh, in heaven with God, as far as I know. We, Unlike you and the sisters who taught you, I corresponded uh, with her for many years Even after. Even to this day, you do. Back well, in Milwaukee? N- no, in, uh, where's the, where the holy name, or not the Sosnodo name, in Mankato, wow. uh, Wisconsin. Mankato, Minnesota. Minnesota, that's right. They're right near the Jeep dealership. Right. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> Stu Cookman's Jeep. Stu Cookman's yeah. Jeep and AMC Pacer. Pacer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, so anyway, I, I learned fear of the Lord. I learned um, I learned how, the, the whole uh, the whole pro-life, the value of human life. We, we added, and I didn't know this as a kid, but we, we, ple- we said the Pledge of Allegiance every day, and we got to the end uh, – uh, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. Indivisible. Indivisible. Indivisible with liberty and wow. justice for all, both the born and unborn. Mm. And I thought that was just part of the Pledge of Allegiance until I got to public high school. And the first day of class, we stand up. and we You're sitting with the standing with the bow tie. And a bow tie. And, yeah. and, a little, and you still had your badge on. Yeah, badge. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, everyone. Yeah. And we get to the end, and everyone's quiet, and I say, both the born and unborn. And the teacher you, looked at me like she had some nut case on her hand, and I realized that um, that that prayer for the unborn and respect for life was not part of the original ooh. Pledge of Allegiance. But I, I learned that at, at Trinity. Were you in the traffic patrol, Father Curse? I was not. We didn't have such a thing. We didn't have traffic out in the, out in the valley. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, and Father, me, I know if, if there had been. You would have gone on a disability pension. Yeah. <laughs> no, the idea. because I was the captain. He's going to now tell us no, he was no, the general. I was not going to say this. I was not going to say this, but I actually was the captain of the safety patrol Whatever. at Sacred Heart. And I had a badge, but we also had a nice one of those uh, sash. 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 They were belts. They were belts. Yes. Yeah, but you had a sash. White belts. And yeah. we were, I don't know if you recall this, but they used to vote on the best safety patrol. Uh, 
of all the Catholic schools in the Sacred Heart received that. If I recall, Trinity, I stopped. I stopped Trinity elections came, when I, when I came into power. They did an investigation into Trinity's uh, safety patrol. Yeah, we ended elections under my reign. Now, did you compete with the, the public schools out in the big field like we did in San Francisco? We were out in the polo fields, and then the public, the Catholic school kids would be in uniform. With I was since I was internal affairs, the second graders are getting shaken down by the sixth graders getting to cross across the light. And so we had an internal affairs. But then again, that I'm was a real surprised. city. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Goa. Yeah, Goa. Yeah. What's with the cross? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> We're not on the air. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, in your parishes now, Father uh, Caristus Pastor St. Thomas More and St. Patrick's, he has a school in Father Connell and Father Me, along with Monsignor Codd, uh, share the priestly leadership of Cataldo School. Can you tell me something about in the in? I was looking 50 years ago in the diocese. We had uh, 28 Catholic grade schools, and we now have 13. Now some of those were in small rural towns, um, but we've seen as much of the country uh, a decline in Catholic school enrollment. Part of that was the sisters' leavings. Others was demographics. Uh, Trinity was a consolidation of a couple of parishes. St. Joseph and Holy Ghost, St. Anthony. Mm-hmm. Holy Ghost, St. Anthony, the same parish, and, and, and St. Joseph on Dean Street. And Cataldo was the combination of Sacred Heart Great School, St. Augustine, St. Augustine, and the Mother Church. Our Lady of Lords. And Cathedral. Some, yes, the it cathedral. never was significant in the well, uh, combination. <laughs> Interesting. Were there other, now, All Saints? Yes, All Saints was St. Anne's, St. Peter's, and Our Lady of Fatima. Where did those names go? Guardian Angel St. Boniface. That's right. Down in there in Colton, Colton Union Town. Maybe we're going to get ready for America. a break, but just maybe one, um, one thought. Why, how do, were those names cha- uh, chosen? Maybe we should address that uh, as we come back from the break. Okay. We're going to tell you a few combinations. And Father Meese just said that his knee's hurting him from that injury from 70 years ago. My sister broke another blast him. Back to the bishop and vicars. We're talking about Catholic schools, and before the break, Father Me was speaking to us about he remembered his great uh, experience as the senior priest in this room, the history behind the names chosen for these central schools. So, just for our listening audience, give us a little background on that. Well, I remember Cataldo, or I don't. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't remember. I was just told recently that uh, the way Cataldo was named again, it was a combination of Saint Augustine's. Sacred Heart, and uh, Our Lady of Lourdes. And they had a contest among the students or for the students for to come up with a name for the school. And one of the students came up with the name Cataldo, who, of course, was after Father Cataldo, uh, the founder of Gonzaga University. And uh, the prize for coming up with this was free tuition for a year. But, of course, tuition back then was around $350 or something, which was still quite significant, but that's how Cataldo had been named. Hmm. Each of our priests, the vicars, our parishes, our pastors, our parishes with schools, and maybe beginning Father Chris, what, what have you seen as a you know, graduate of Catholic, not only elementary, but also Gonzaga Prep, and then all three are uh, Gonzaga grads, uh, the university level, 
What have you seen as the blessing in your parishes having a school? Well, I've had the opportunity to serve in a number of parishes that have Catholic schools, St. Patrick in Pasco, as well as in Walla Walla, the Walla Walla Catholic Schools, Assumption Grade School and DeSales High School and St. Mary School and now St. Thomas More School. And there's a thread that runs through all of those in terms of how it is a way that, that parishes fulfill their their ministry of catechetics, of passing on the faith uh, to the young people. Do that as well through religious education programs and youth programs and sacramental preparation. But Catholic schools are especially powerful because we get so much contact with the, the, the children and with their families. And uh, truly within the parish, it's it's something that's very well known in every parish that we have a Catholic school and, and accept it as a gift and a blessing. And it calls forth a lot of sacrifice. A parish really makes sacrifices to have Catholic school ministry. It's not a cheap proposition anymore. And uh, so it really shows people's dedication to their understanding of the importance of a Catholic school for those parishes that are fortunate enough to have one and are able to sustain one uh, through the sacrifice of parishioners and, as well as the parishioner families who take advantage of that ministry. So it's really just a, a way that people fulfill that ministry of passing on the faith and, and showing that sense of sacrifice as a something that's a priority in the life of the parish. I think there's several things important about a Catholic school, especially associated with the parish. Uh, that being, it's like a, a family with children. Uh, having those children there on the grounds, having the school present and the activities, it just brings a lot of life to the parish as well. Uh, just Two quick things. I think one of the things that's happened with Catholic schools, so you've mentioned uh, the numbers that there were back in the 60s and how many children we have in our schools now. I think, unfortunately, uh, we collectively as a community, and uh, be it parish or diocese, we begin to look upon the responsibility of the Catholic schools being that of those parents who send their children to the Catholic school. I think that oftentimes it can happen in a parish, the parish priest or the parish might still even be supporting the school, but whether one happens to have children in the Catholic school or not, uh, we as a parish, as a diocese, we have a responsibility to be supporting that important ministry because think of that, so often we say, well, there's, we have to be doing things for the Catholic youth. But it's through Catholic schools that seven hours a day, five days a week, nine months a year, we are doing something very essential for our Catholic youth, and that is providing that Catholic education. I think that's another thing that we can talk about, too, not just a good education, but what does it mean to receive a Catholic education? I, uh, yeah, I, um, <clears throat> one of the things I love about being a uh, pastor, one of the pastors at Cataldo is just the ability to interact with the kids and... and uh, and to incorporate our faith in Jesus Christ into those seven hours a day that Father B was talking about, that we don't carve out, uh, we don't um, exempt our kids from from uh, learning about their faith and their discipleship uh, for those seven hours. It's integrated in every aspect of, of their life. And I was with uh, uh, the preschoolers at the beginning of this year, Mrs. Gross's class, and uh, she asked me to come in and talk about the Blessed Virgin Mary. And, and I talked with the kids about, I asked them to think about their mother, their mothers on earth and how much they love them and how they took care of them and everything. I said, uh, you know, we have a, you have a mother in heaven. And if you think your mom loves you here on earth, uh, Mary in heaven loves you even more. And I encourage them to have a relationship with, with Mary. And, you know, preschoolers, you know, you don't know exactly what all they get, but they were as attentive as they could be. And But I must say, um, 
I was really exhausted uh, at the end of those 20 minutes and had a kind of new uh, respect for uh, Mrs. Gross and the other preschool teachers having to do that. I did it for 20 minutes and was exhausted and, and they do it all, you know, all day long. When I finished with the preschoolers, I walked back upstairs and I happened to uh, see the, uh, the kindergarten class, Mrs. McCormick, and uh, she motioned me in and I really didn't want to because I was kind of tired after that experience. But I went in and said, boys and girls, so what are you doing? And they said, we're getting ready for drinks. <laughs> and I said, what a great Whoa, idea. Awesome. <laughs> what a great idea. It's so, 930 in the morning. Thank God we're great. Catholic. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I remember back in the third grade and I didn't go to Trinity, but in the third grade at Sacred Heart, Sister Marita Joseph uh, would read to us at the end of the day. And one of the books she Marita? read. Marita? Sister Marita Is it a religious name? It was then. I don't know where she is now. Um, But she read from John Henry Newman. Of course, we were all very interested in that. And the idea of a university. (laughs) What school was this? this Sacred Heart. It was Sacred Heart. Third grade. Yes. Yeah. Sitting with your oxygen tank, (laughs) listening. (laughs) But one of the ideas in an idea of a university by John Henry Newman, he, he brings out the point. He says, you know, if you have an army... You don't train those soldiers simply so that they're in good physical shape or that they look good when they're parading around in their uniforms, but there's a purpose, there's a strategy, there's a reason for having that army. I think sometimes, and then he uh, went on to speak about, well, what is it in education that it's to be for the student? In other words, are we educating these students simply so that they're brilliant in math or art or in literature, whatever it is? But he's saying there's a deeper reason for the education that we're providing our children. And just as that army has a purpose, why, so do those students. And we are training them to truly come to a deeper understanding through those subjects they learn. They, as subjects, are to be changed into Christian men and women. And that's the real purpose. I think sometimes even we ourselves, when we think of Catholic education, we can think, well, look how well we score in all of these, you know, among students, uh, how well, what a great education they're getting. That's important, but it's an education with what purpose? It's an education with making these good men and women serving uh, the ministry of the church and evangelizing, bringing the gospel forth to all the nations. So I would suspect that all schools, Catholic, non-Catholic, would say they're about educating the whole person. But that means something different in our Catholic schools in terms of our concept of the person, because I think outside of our Catholic school context uh, and other other religiously based schools, that there's no attention really to the to the formation of the soul as and and that's an essential part of our personhood. Just looking at some of the reflections from the recent bishops meeting and talking about the revitalizing Catholic education, and the comment was made that. Our Catholic education is not only about academics, it's not only a matter of discipline, but it's a matter of preparing the whole person for college and for heaven. I found that interesting that they would quote getting ready for college, but it's a getting ready for life. But uh, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly there is that academic component to it. But we do approach the formation of the whole person with body, soul, spirit, mind. All of that is is integrated in our, in our work of Catholic education. So for... Our young people who don't have the opportunity to go to Catholic schools, that, that's why we offer religious education programs and youth groups so that th- those things can be attended to in a formalized way in a parish life. Which probably is more effective in the smaller towns than we have uh, here in Spokane or 
Pasco or Walla Walla, where we do have the opportunity, Clarkston and Uniontown, uh, Colton for Catholic schools, there is a challenge. And those stats that 50 years ago we had 28 Catholic schools, some of those schools were in smaller farming towns where the faculty w- w- were, they had four sisters, it was a small enrollment. A couple of weeks ago, I was in uh, Washington, D.C. at the Bishop's Conference. It was an education meeting sponsored by Notre Dame. Notre Dame University does a lot for our Catholic schools with its program called ACE, which helps train teachers to help in rural, inner city, and smaller Catholic schools. Ten of our priests of our diocese have gone for the summer program for pastors. It's part of that emphasis of our diocese on strengthening our Catholic schools. And one of the one of the programs that was mentioned is uh, a series of ad campaigns that have students holding up signs that say "Heaven" and uh, uh, "Education is part of Heaven," and it's setting our goals for something greater. So we're going to take a break now, and then when we come back, we'll continue some of the challenges that our Catholic schools face and how, together as a diocese, we can make it our top priority. Welcome back. It's uh, Bishop Daly and the three vicars, uh, Father Kirst, Father Me, and Father Connell. And we're speaking about Catholic schools as a diocese, but also as a nation. And I mentioned before the break that I had been in a meeting of about 30 bishops in Washington, D.C. at the Bishops' Conference, sponsored by Notre Dame, which does a lot for our Catholic schools, the study of them. And the theme we've had in our own diocese here in eastern Washington, the diocese of Spokane, is that really a statement, Catholic schools now more than ever. And that was a consensus of the bishops at a time when there's so much division in our nation, the secularization of, of fundamental principles, this compartmentalization, we don't talk about God. Catholic schools, as we've heard from the, from the priests here talk, the vicars, that we have the ability with those students in front of us for six or seven hours a day, five days a week, to see that God is not just something that we might give time to once a week or even twice a year, or sadly, in some of our uh, parts of our nation, not at all. And so this need for Catholic schools, and and we have challenges we face. We have the fact that when the sisters left, uh, we have lay teachers and dedicated lay teachers, and we do all we can to help form them. There are issues of finances. Can families afford it? So as pastors uh, of also parishes with schools, what have you found to be the greatest challenges that are faced by, by the, the principals, the administration, the teachers, you as priests, uh, the families? So there, besides, of course, economics, is there other, are there other issues? Well, part of the economics thing is just our infrastructure, and notwithstanding the new school building built at Trinity School, a lot of our facilities are kind of tired. Mm-hmm. Well, aging. I think they only build schools in which they produce extraordinary alumni. That must be it, yeah, so... And whereas that's not the Where's most important Sacred Heart part. Today? What is Sacred Heart today, by the way? Isn't it a clinic or something? No, it's Sacred a dry, Heart. It's, it's a, a dry cleaner. devotion within the heart of all the other. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that becomes a challenge, just at maintaining our facilities mm-hmm. well enough that we can do the ministry that, that we need to do. And, and uh, also a challenge of uh, what people's attitudes are. A lot of them that come to take advantage of Catholic school ministry, some people have that attitude. They're getting private school. They're sending their kid to a private school, and they so did foster that sense of, no, this is a Catholic school, we're not a private school. And, and so that becomes challenging, and it's just one of the things that's out there in the culture and people's expectations of we're paying money to send our kid to this school, and and here's what we're entitled to and so forth. And and so to get that buy-in of this being a parish ministry and uh, 
and it's Catholic school, and that's what we're about, that that becomes a challenge. But at the same time, there are more people than you can count of people who really buy into that and get it. And that really brings up the level of, of what our Catholic school ministry is about, makes it a very hopeful thing and joy-filled thing. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, infrastructure and Bishop, you said economics. And um, I think it's important to note, yes, that that is a challenge. Economics are a challenge. Uh, we have a, a primary lay staffs today and um, and growing expenses. However, I think the positive side of that is that the people of this diocese have not, uh, have not, they've been aggressive in, in addressing that uh, need. And I think one of the best examples of that is the creation of the Nazareth Guild. Um the group of uh, people who have under the leadership of Alex Lee now, uh, who's the uh, director of the Nazareth Guild, uh, who have raised funds and not only just raised funds, but raised awareness about the importance of our Catholic schools, the value of our Catholic schools, and how we can help to um, carry that into the future, including, and again, Father Kirsch mentioned uh, infrastructure, I think of the Bishop's Brigade of the Nazareth Guild and the work that they've done over the years to help improve the physical plant. So yes, there are some challenges there, but I think we're rising to those uh, challenges with some um, effective solutions. When we had an opportunity for some change in, in the school uh, office, uh, Katie Rickers was uh, chosen to be the director of Catholic schools, and her focus has been about professional development of principals and teachers uh, with Kathy Hicks, who had been principal of All Saints, now works with accreditation. So there's a new focus in our school department on strengthening what goes on but with the revision of the religious studies curriculum or the theology or religion curriculum, it's bringing us back to that same essential point that we have Catholic schools. Why Catholic schools were found in the United States was to continue the faith, the Catholic faith in the lives of the next generation. And we thank great saints like Elizabeth Seton and John Neumann and those many sacrifices that were made by immigrant populations for the schools. Uh, the Catholic schools really can thank the German community of the Midwest uh, in an attempt to kind of combat what was done in the public schools for strengthening the schools. But the presence of committed Catholic lay people is as much needed uh, today as it was then. Father me, you were going to say something about your uh, experience uh, outside your woundedness. But, uh, <laughs> How much time do I have? Well, we have two minutes. <laughs> I have a lot of woundedness. Oh, yes. two minutes. Well, let me end on a positive have. note then. Mm-hmm. Sacred Heart was brought up earlier, and I would say um, the importance of Sacred Heart is at the very heart of a Catholic education is uh, that devotion to and love of Christ. And it, it reminded me of when I was studying with Sister Frances Therese back in the fifth grade, and she was teaching science at the time, and we were going, you know, uh, in the time that Michelangelo did his last judgment in the Sistine Chapel, uh, just then was the world beginning to understand that uh, the world or that the universe was heliocentric. Everything revolved around the sun. So if you look at that last judgment of Michelangelo, it's Christ who's right in the center, and there's a sunburst behind him, and everything's moving around him so that uh, time, space, history, the saints, all creation revolves around Christ. And that's how it is to be with our Catholic education as well, that everything, that Christ is the center and all of our education somehow, be it history, be it science, be it art, uh, somehow it is all to help us uh, to recognize that Christ is the sacred heart. And from that, we go forth. 
you were a gifted grammar school student, I remember. Well, Sister uh, Frances Therese was Mm -hmm. a very good teacher. I had holy name sisters. Well, I was taught by a, a large congregation of sisters from France. The Doors of Charity, St. Vincent Paul, and the, and the De La Salle Christian Brothers, who did St. Mary's College. You know, St. Mary's College, they play against Never Gonzaga. Heard of yeah, I don't know where Better they are. not right. mention them. Right yeah, well, <laughs> I think there's a larger audience out there. In any case, we ask for your yeah. prayers for our Catholic schools. We will celebrate Mass at our cathedral with our students representing the Catholic schools of our diocese. And in the words of Archbishop uh, Jerry Lasticki from Milwaukee Archdiocese, he writes these words, We need Catholic schools now more than ever. We've needed them. Catholic schools feed the soul of our nation. Our students are disciples, our next priests, religious, lay leaders, hopes, and saints. Each student walks our halls, holds immeasurable promise, having been formed in the likeness of God. That's a great statement of that archbishop's trust to the schools. It was one of the things he was one of the speakers uh, when I had the conference. But we do ask for the prayers of the entire diocese of Spokane, not just for our parents, but for the entire parishioners to support our schools as we need them now more than ever. God bless. God bless.